listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. Welcome everyone back to the White Oak Houston podcast. This is Pastor James and with me today is Pastor John. And uh, it is community month here at White Oak and so we are going to be releasing some podcasts on community and why it's so important in in church life and, and especially for us as the people of God uh, as being a part of a local church. And so uh, today we're going to cover probably the number one sort of issue that we have when we think about joining into like smaller community in the church and that's the the phrase I'm too busy. You, you've never heard that before, have you? N- no, not, no, never. <laughs> I'm too busy, right? It's the number one thing that we probably hear when it comes to anything uh, in life, you know? I got kids, they've got practice, I've got work, you know? I'm trying to keep my marriage together. And, and so it, it seems like adding things to the church can, can really um, make it difficult for us. So we're going to talk about that and, and speak some of the gospel into that. But before we get started, John, what are community groups? So I think that's a good place to start because um, I think we have to define kind of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, community groups are, at least at White Oak, are small groups of believers who gather weekly, either on Sunday mornings or um, on an evening during the week, to talk about their life and their faith, right? And so we do this to be ministered to, right? People are caring for us, uh, but we also do it uh, to care for others. And so like you talked about a few weeks ago, how we're ministers, fulfill your ministry. And so one of the ways that we minister to others is by knowing them, caring for them, hearing what's going on in their life, and then speaking into that in a loving way. Um, I would also say, though they're kind of uh, groups that gather beyond the service for more of an intimate kind of um, life-on-life faith conversation, um, I would also say they are countercultural in their nature to our busy, secular day. And so um, it's a smaller gathering of people um, in a more intimate setting uh, to grow in their faith and to encourage, encourage each other beyond Sunday morning. Mm. I love the fact that you talk about being countercultural. It reminds me of a quote uh, that I wrote down for this, and it's by a, a, an American pastor. He said, one of the most meaningful ways that we can live uh, countercultural lives in our culture is by simplifying and centering our lives around a few things. And I really think that's part of what uh, groups is about. So what would you say to someone who says that they are too busy to be in a community group? Speak to their heart. Speak to where they're at right now. Yeah, so um, obviously, like you, man, I've, I've heard this a lot, um, and I, I want to preface by saying I, I'm going to approach this question from the standpoint that I believe when someone says that, in that instance, they're actually being genuine about that, because mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot, and that it's just something people say, and so there are some people who, like, maybe they just don't want to be in community, uh, which would probably be another really good podcast to do, um, but I'm going to take this from the advantage of like someone's listening to this today and they, you really feel like you're too busy, not like you're making an excuse or, you know, you don't want to be a part of a small group. It's like, I, I want to, but I'm too busy. Uh, the first thing I would say, number one, is just, I understand, man. Absolutely. I understand. Um, I have a wife. Um, I have uh, two kids who are very young Two. I have a two year old and a two month old, which is mm. like crazy town. Um, I have family, um, you know, I, I didn't move away from the city I grew up in, so all my family lives here. Um, I have a lot of friends in the area. I mean, obviously, most people that go to our church live in the community. I'm friends with everybody. Um, a lot of relational um, kind of connections there. Um, I'm a, you know, senior pastor at a church, and so as you know, man, like, you know, I'm always on, you know. I mean, it's kind of like an on-call kind of job, and so, um, and I would also argue that any problem that happens, you know, at White Oak, I'm somewhat involved in. 
And so, I mean, it's one of those things where there's just a lot going on, so I understand. And so I think that uh, one of the things I've heard sometimes people do is people try to, like, act like people are not busy, and I hate when people do that. Well, we are busy, right? So the first thing I would say is, listen, I understand um, it is legitimate. But the second thing I would say after just kind of um, empathizing with them in a very genuine place would be um, to let them know you will never regret seeking the kingdom first. Um, in Matthew six thirty one through 33, which ironically is a passage where Jesus is talking about anxiety, right? And so, uh, which I think a lot of our busyness comes from anxiety and worry. Um, but he says, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so I think when we're asking the question of, even if I'm busy, should I be in a community group? The first question we should be asking is, does Jesus want me to do this? A lot of questions, and I think in our life, we'll find a simple answer. It's like, does Jesus want me to do this? Does he want me to care for this person? Does he want me to be in this group? And if you believe that Jesus does want you, like, like, does Jesus want you to be in a smaller community of people where you're sharing your life, talking about faith, and encouraging each other, right? The answer is probably yes, right? And so if that's the answer, even though you're busy, I would encourage you, as Jesus would encourage you, to go ahead and just take that step and just do it, right? Just put it on the calendar, just plan it, um, because you will never regret um, doing the things of Jesus. You will regret being too busy. You'll regret probably uh, overworking. You'll regret um, giving too much time to money. You'll regret investing maybe certain relationships that maybe have kind of run their course and you're just trying to keep it going, but you'll never rec- regret obeying Jesus. And so I think for me, man, what this looks like is I, I have to realize I have to like basically resurrender my life to Jesus every single day. Like mm-hmm. my life gets busy. It gets complicated. I know we talk a lot about that, a lot going on. And literally every day in prayer, to me, prayer is basically synonymous with just surrender. It's like, God, I've, I've come to this place, but, you know, I just, I can't do anything without you, you know? And so I think that for me, I'm like seeking the kingdom first in all things. And even if it's like, God, I would have to change something major in my life. God, I want to seek you. Um, I think also it's important, uh, to, one of the reasons why it's important to seek the kingdom first is because um, I think when we don't have time for things that keep us healthy, healthy like uh, community, sleep, or exercise, um, I think it's kind of proof that we're kind of drifting from the gospel. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, like we, if, if we think that we have to do a ton more in order to um, maybe earn God's approval or something, like we're not really living in his strength. And so I think it's important to do that. So um, I just think it's important to seek the kingdom first in all things. Um, the other thing I would say, number two, would be um, knowing Jesus is more important than doing more. Um, there's the famous story of Mary and Martha where, um, I'll read it here really quick. It's in uh, Luke chapter 10. It says, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And I love that because once again, the same, a different passage, you see the same connection between busyness and anxiety, right? And so Jesus literally says that the the woman who is taking, who's doing less things and serving less, but spending time at the feet of Jesus is doing the better thing. And so I would say to somebody who is really busy, um, I would say it's more important to know Jesus and to know his people 
than to get a billion things done, mm-hmm. right? Like I think um, we need to spend time with Jesus and be in community. And I think community groups help us think about Jesus, focus on Jesus, learn about Jesus, and practice the ways of Jesus more than random stuff, right? And so if you agree that it's a good thing to know Jesus, right, then probably a community group is a better avenue for that than, you know, um, even your hobby, which is good to have a hobby. I have hobbies, you know, Um, but community groups should have kind of prioritization in that realm. And the last thing I would say is uh, just always remember that life is more than money and even immediate family. Um, One of the things that I've seen, I think a lot of times in the world, we idolize money. And I would even argue um, in the church, we often um, idolize family. Um, I think family is very important. I think you should spend time with your family. But even in our Christian subculture, sometimes we we idolize our family and even our marriage, I've noticed, or especially our kids, you know, um, to where it's like we've got to protect all this time together. And, and, And we need to have times together for sure. But also part of a godly family is like serving together and being in community together. And I just, I just, there's just something in me that when I see families try to act as if it's a spiritual thing to live as an island, it just feels very counterintuitive to what you see in Acts and the rest of the New Testament. And so um, some really powerful verses that, that come to that in terms of money is Proverb 23, 4 says, do not toil to acquire wealth, be discerning enough to desist. And so like, you know, more is not always better when it comes to money, right? So um, if, if making too much money or having to work too many hours gets in the way of community, um, then you're probably on the point where it might, you might be in sin. Um, I would also say that um, just the gospel in general, that Jesus died for you so you can have rest. And part of that rest is to do less and just enjoy community more. And the last one is Psalm 127. I read this last week, and it was very uplifting for me. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread. Once again, there's an anxious toil, mm-hmm. for he gives to his beloved sleep. So once again, I, honestly, I didn't even plan that. I just realized <laughs> that right now. But every one of those passages, it, it ties busyness and anxiety. Um, but once again, I would even apply that in a lot of ways to, um, to family and relationships where, you know, if you want to have a godly family, you have to do godly things. It's not just, you know, protecting yourself from the world. And so I think that... You know, we want to be involved in our kids' activities. You know, I mean, I hope Molly's an athlete. I want to go to all the <laughs> games. I want to be a coach, you know. Um, and I also, I think it's important, you know, I, I, yesterday we dropped the kids off and I went to Galveston just with Halsey, you know. Um, but we also, I mean, we lead um, a community group together on Sunday mornings. And, you know, I'm not sure what the fall is going to look like, but I know last semester uh, we were literally, um, I guess because we're leaders, we were in two groups together, you know. And it didn't, it was a blessing to us. It really did not feel like a burden. And so I think that, um, but, but once again, when you're standing on the outside looking in, it can kind of feel like a burden. I understand that, you know. But I can just say from personal experience that as, if we, as we've leaned into community, it's blessed us. And so I would say if you're too busy, remember immediate family and finances are important. Um, but, I, but I honestly believe that community is supposed to be a part of those things. Mm. Yeah, just speaking to the heart of people as sort of like the group's pastor here at our church, like, you are too busy. Like that, yeah. that is, you know, that is <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you, we are yeah. all too busy. And I do think that I love your idea of like reprioritization just regularly in your life. And I think one of the ways that we have to do that is through our relationships and through our friendships. I mean, I think in a Facebook world, it's very obvious that we just sort of collect friendships and collect connections yes. and relationships. And I've unfollowed people recently, actually. That's like a new thing. I unfollow people. Yeah. You don't have an obligation yeah. to be their friend on Facebook. Or to, or to <laughs> mentally know what's going on. I know that's like radical, yeah. but, but you can 
cannot handle it, right? I mean, even if Jesus, sort of like the master relationship builder, you know, leaned in with a few, I think we're called to do that as well. And then I'll just uh, end with this quote and then one more question for you. Uh, It sort of like rocked my world recently and I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, He says, it's better to have deep relationships with a few than superficial relationships with a thousand. And I really think that's what community is all about, is having very deep relationships with the few. Because that's what we can handle. We can only handle so many relationships, you know. So let me ask you this. What advice, so let's say we're stressed, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. What advice would you give for someone who's trying to make the time to be in community? They recognize it's important, but they're just so busy. Where do they start? So this is the part of the podcast that I'm the most excited about because um, I've got three things here that I think will will help someone get into community and begin to really grow in their walk with the Lord. Um, but I think also you can take this and you can apply this to other things as well. Um, and I, I might even do another podcast on this, but really it's three things. Number one, pray. Number two, plan. Number three, prioritize. I like um, the three Ps. P, yeah, you like that, yeah. Um, so the first one is, is pray. And, and once again, th- th- this is not cliche. This is like... Um, a lot of times we don't pray about it, you know? And, and one of the things I've been convicted about um, at several different points in my life is I'll be thinking about something or worrying about something, and I've never prayed about it. Like, I literally, it never even crosses my mind because it's like a random specific problem. And so it's like I'll pray about, like, my, my family and, you know, for my job, and I'll pray about my heart. But, like, when it comes to, like, I don't have time to get in community, and I feel like I should. I'm not like, God, will you help me find time to be in community? Like, I never think to pray about those <laughs> kinds of things, right? And so I think it's important to, to literally just pray. If you, if you literally, if, if community is important for you, which if you're a believer of Jesus and you're listening to this, it is important for you. Like, it is important for you to be in community um, where your voice is heard and where you're ministering to other people. And so if it's important and you don't have time, be like, God, I'm supposed to do this, but I need your help, Right. In James 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And then in Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You can pray about being too busy to be in a community group. And I believe, honestly, when you pray, I believe God answers those prayers. I, I don't believe someone's going to pray that God would give them the time to be in a community group and God's going to be like, I mean, unless there's like a, a really specific circumstance, no, I, I'm not going to grant that request because we're basically asking something that's at the, the center of his heart, which mm-hmm. is community. So I would pray about it. I would bring that before the Lord, ask him for a miracle because he can do that. I've had a few times in this church where, um, I mean, I've, I've prayed for very specific miracles and like he's done it. And oftentimes, even moments when it looked like God had not answered it, I just kept praying for it, you know, and God came through. So uh, number two is plan. Um, The reality is this. um, Most people have more time than they think. They just don't spend it well. Um, I think we see this in Proverb 21.5. I've been reading this a lot recently where he says, um, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty only comes to poverty. And so I love that because he, he connects the word plans and diligence with what? abundance, right? Mm -hmm. And we often think of money, right? But I think this applies to everything. And so the person that plans their time and is diligent, they have abundance when it comes to their time. Uh, One of the sayings I hate the most is when people say, well, we've all got the same 24 hours in a day, right? The answer is that's a lie. That's not true, right? (laughs) We don't have the same 24. Some people literally have more time because they plan better, right? It's not true. You don't have 24 hours a day. You've got three because you wasted doing stupid stuff and I don't know, like, like video games and all that kind of stuff that, you know, you know, probably you, know, you don't need to do as much as you do. So 
Um, I think that if you spend a lot of time on your phone watching TV or et cetera, you have a lot of time. You just manage it really poorly. And I think for a lot of people, like I was reflecting, you know, when you think about like our family, like even if we had a community group one night of the week and like we, one of the things we try to do is we, uh, we know during like a fall or spring season, um, we know one night of the week is going to be community group, right? Um, and then we know another night of the week is going to be we have somebody over here from the church or someone we're trying to reach out to for dinner. We invite them over every week. Um, and then usually there's something else, at least one other thing going on. So that's three, three nights a week, but we've got four family meals still. I mean, if you're having four quality family meals every single week, like at the dinner table, like that's going to be a very bonding experience. And so the reality is God has given us a lot of time in his sovereignty. And so we do have a lot of time. We just don't spend it well. And so I would say um, plan it, meaning prioritize, uh, like, like seek the kingdom first, do that first, right? Put it on the calendar, right? And build everything else around it. Quit, quit building your life around, um, you know, your hobbies or, you know, kids' athletics. You know, those things can be in there. Um, but at the end of the day, community is the most important thing because, you know, like I said, most of our kids are not going to be professional athletes and if they are, you'll know it. Right. <laughs> and you know, they'll be able to get that done. So, um, I would pray about that. I would plan for it. Number three, prioritize. Um, and Mark eight, I love this passage. Jesus says, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Uh, for what can a man give in return for his soul? And I think so often what we're doing is we are forfeiting our soul for the things of the world. You know, um, we need more money, and so we we don't go to church as much, or uh, we don't serve, we don't grow our faith. You know, uh, we need um, maybe we idolize certain relationships, or we um, idolize certain like hobbies or distractions. Uh, we're basically forfeiting our soul in those moments, and so. I think this is where you prioritize, meaning that you, you plan it, but then the way you prioritize it is just to say, like, you're committing that we're going to do this. And so um, I love this. Uh, even Jesus did not do everything when he was here because he knew his purpose, right? Um, he didn't reform the government. He didn't heal every person. He didn't set up a good education system. He didn't heal all poverty, literally because he knew his job was to come and basically be the atonement for sins for all eternity. Hmm. And so that's what he gave his main time to. And so uh, he cared about those things. He was about those things, but primarily he knew he was bringing salvation to the world. And so I think for us um, as Christians, like if you go back to the basics, just a very baseline understanding of what we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be loving God. Supposed to be loving our family and others around us, and we're supposed to be in community with the church, right? And and beyond that, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we can or can't do, but I think that this has got to be one of the cornerstones of our life. And I can just say from my personal experience, man, like you know, um, my parents, you know, like everyone's parents, were not perfect people. Um, you know, I'm sure if you asked them, they would say I would have done this or this different about my parenting. But they got the most important thing right, meaning that they, they, from a young age, I was taught that Jesus was important and that the church was important. And it's amazing how when you get that right in your family and with your children that, you know, like all the issues of like growing up with like, you know, like how, how a person is going to conduct their sexuality or how we're going to treat other people or if I'm going to do drugs or not. Or, um, you know, am I going to take advantage of people? Am I going to be just in my dealings and my job? I mean, it's amazing how when you get that one thing right, everything else seems to work itself out. Because Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and these things will be added to you. And so I think when we think of seeking first the kingdom, one of the main ways we do that is community. And so I would just challenge somebody to um, seek community, make that a priority, plan it by putting it on the schedule, pray for the time to do it. 
and um, it will be a massive blessing in your life, I promise. Mm. Man, I love how you talked about um, this idea of like trading the world for your soul and just uh, just reminded me really of how profitable groups are and just how profitable they are for your soul and for growing uh, in your spiritual walk with Christ. And, and really, you know, it, the, the Bible uses the analogy that life is war like so often. I feel like community groups are like the trenches of war in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, mm-hmm. fighting back busyness, fighting back anxiety. And you need brothers and sisters around you to mm-hmm. do that. And I think groups is a perfect place where that happens. So, uh, Pastor John, any closing thoughts before we end today? Well, number one, I, I like the idea you talk about how it's like, it's like war. I love that, man, fighting back all the, the bad things. Um, I guess the last thing I would just say is that um, especially for the person who's busy and probably thinks like probably you and I do where we're thinking about, you know, making the best use of our time and efficiency and stuff, um, community groups are extremely efficient. And you need to know that and you need to like take that to the bank. And community is probably the most like productive thing that you can do. Um, just a, a quick snapshot, literally – it helps you, you know, step back and recenter your life. It gives you a chance to make a difference in the lives of other people. It connects you with other people, builds good relationships in your life. It brings you closer to God all in under a couple hours a week, right? Um, it is literally the best deal on the market. It is. You it's a good bang for your buck. Yeah, and so it's one of those things where, you know, I, I like the famous saying that says, you know, you're, you're too busy not to pray. Um, just like prayer, it actually helps us get more done. Uh, community is the same thing as well. Because um, also people are speaking into your life and giving you perspective. Because the, the problem with most people is not that they're listening to people too much. It's that they're only listening to themselves, you know. And, you know, it's like I remember once I got stuck on a video game. This is really random. But, like, I got stuck on it. I couldn't beat it. My uncle was there. And he, like, helped me get through the level, you know. Just He's like, I think I can do this for you, you know. And so, but it's like if I just kept trying harder, 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 you know, it wouldn't have worked. And I think the same thing in life. It's like you're, you're trying real hard. And I know you are. I know you're busy, you know. But you're like, but it ain't working. And the reason is because you need you need more of God and more of the perspective of others in your life. And community groups uh, do that. So I think it's an amazing opportunity and a lot of godly great things happen in your life um, for just a couple hours a week. It's a, it's a really good experience. Well, thank you, Pastor John. So we just heard his uh, appeal to all of us as followers of Jesus to recognize sort of the importance of community and to overcome a lot of the barriers and the obstacles that come between us and authentic community and life. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, As always, if you have any questions or or topics that you'd like for us to discuss during this podcast, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. We would love to answer any question that you have. Uh, But until next time, this is Pastor John and Pastor James. And... uh, We'll see you guys next time.